1: They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach & Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com.
2: It's Friday, July 2nd. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Erin Ryan, in for Gideon Resnick. And this is What a Day, wishing you good luck as you absolutely crawl through your last workday before a holiday weekend.
0: You want to look not too busy. You don't want to look overworked, but you want to look Mm -hmm. like you're working so that nobody would dare ask you to do anything else.
2: Yeah. If you don't have a summer Friday, just establish one. (laughs) On today's show, the Trump Organization is indicted for tax evasion. Plus, we'll have headlines. But first, the latest.
0: Yesterday was the last day of the Supreme Court session, a.k.a. the season finale of SCOTUS, and like all recent seasons, I mean mm. sessions, of the Roberts Court, it sucked.
2: Yeah, I think that that's a fair assessment, but what went down yesterday?
0: Well, we got two rulings, one on voting rights and another on dark money. Both went the way that court watchers predicted they would go, six three-partisan splits with a conservative majority prevailing. Let's start with the voting rights case, Brnovich versus Arizona, because it's best to get the worst news out of the way first. Yeah, The court ruled that an Arizona law limiting the way that ballots can be cast does not violate the Voting Rights Act, which is a big blow. The justices upheld two of the Arizona law's provisions, one that outlaws ballot collection by anybody other than caregivers, election officials, and mail carriers, and another that mandated that ballots cast in the wrong precinct be thrown out. Voting rights advocates claimed that the Arizona law effectively suppressed minority votes. And the Voting Rights Act specifies that no matter what lawmakers' intent is in making new voting laws, if the effect of the law disproportionately impacts non-white voters, it violates the VRA. But -hmm. the Supreme Court conservatives decided that part of the VRA wasn't a thing. Throwing out a lower court ruling in the process. In her dissent, Justice Elena Kagan accused the conservative majority of attempting to rewrite Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. Uh,
2: I mean, I think she's right. Uh, So this must be great news for the Republicans in the 17 states that are currently trying to make laws to restrict voting and enshrine their minority rule for another generation. Then there's the other ruling that the Supreme Court made yesterday. So can you tell us about that one?
0: Brings me no pleasure to do so, Akilah, but I will. (laughs) The court ruled against a California law that required charities to disclose to the state the identities of their large donors. The same 6-3 ideological split came out in favor of protecting the anonymity of extremely wealthy people who don't want other people to know what wacky causes they support. Uh,
2: This seems... Not good or in the interest of anyone but those very wealthy people. Uh, And then there was a third big piece of news out of SCOTUS yesterday. Uh, It's something that didn't happen. Erin, what's going on?
0: Yeah, so yesterday, 82-year-old liberal justice Stephen Breyer did not announce his retirement. This, despite pressure from liberal groups, which comes from the fact that he's 80 fucking two years old, yeah. and the last time a justice that old didn't retire under a Democratic president, things did not go well for progressive ideology on the highest court in the land. Briar Logic is literally how we got Justice Amy Coney Barrett. This is literally mm. the most recent possible lesson <laughs> we could learn about this. And mm. we are not learning this lesson. No, we God. sure not Damn it, Stephen Breyer. Stephen. And Mitch McConnell has straight up bragged about having no political goals beyond obstructing Joe Biden's political agenda and promised that he would block a Biden Supreme Court nomination. So we better hope Justice Breyer stays on this planet for long enough while Democrats still control the Senate or until we can elect more Democratic senators next year to make McConnell's drawly gurgling irrelevant. (laughs) Because... If this is how conservatives handle a 6-3 majority, imagine what damage they do with 7-2. Akilah, next session, we got guns and abortion.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that's going to end up great for everybody. (laughs) The party is
0: just beginning. We love it. That's the news from D.C., but Akilah, moving to New York, tell us about a story that broke there yesterday.
2: All right. So finally, some decent news from our busted justice system. Uh, So on Wednesday, we found out that the Trump Organization would be charged. And yesterday we got more details. So according to an unsealed grand jury indictment, Manhattan's DA office has charged the Trump Organization and their top financial executive, Alan Weisselberg, with 15 years worth of tax evasion. So if you filed a little late, go easy on yourself because at least you filed. Uh, They've pleaded not guilty, though, as The Atlantic pointed out, Trump's statement about the matter suspiciously lacked any language about his innocence or how he expects to be exonerated.
0: Wow, I can't imagine former President Trump not being a good or clear writer. That's (laughs) not a character for him.
2: Yes. Okay, so
0: what's the DA's office alleging?
2: Basically, for at least the past 15 years, they believe based on tax records that the organization helped executives avoid paying taxes by just paying them under the table. And more specifically, they believe that Weisselberg avoided paying nearly a million dollars in taxes by concealing benefits he got like a free apartment and tuition payments for his relatives, not even for him. Like he didn't learn anything his family got to for free, Uh, which is really wild when you think about that case in Texas where that mother is serving time because she sent her kid to a different school district than the one they lived in.
0: Yeah. And meanwhile, we have like multi millionaire executives being paid as though they're a 12 year old cutting grass.
2: Yeah. Like, it's really in- <laughs> wild <laughs> kind
0: of <backwards>. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so, can we expect any perp walks this week?
2: Probably not. Uh, so Weiselberg turned himself in yesterday morning and entered the courtroom in handcuffs, and he surrendered his passport, so that was probably the extent of the circus we're going to get this week. New York State's Attorney General, Letitia James, has been a part of the probe that led to these indictments, which are the first to come after a nearly three-year investigation. And if this case goes the way her other ones have gone, we can expect a trickle of damning information for months Reed trump and his firm. But right now, the focus is on the prosecution of Weiselberg, And could he cut a deal? and rat out the former twice-impeached president? Will he even have to if the money trail proves the government right? Well, I have my popcorn at the ready in any event, so we'll let you know what details come next. (laughs) But That's the latest for now. It's Friday Wad Squad, and for today's Tim Check, we're talking about a TV show that's mainly consumed in viral 30-second chunks on the internet. The View, which will see its conservative co-host Megan McCain depart at the end of this month, yay yay, per an announcement McCain made on the show yesterday. So, McCain cited her desire to stay in Washington, D.C. after giving birth to her daughter Liberty last year as her reason for leaving the show. McCain's tenure has been marked by frequent controversy, high ratings, and this extremely memorable reaction from Whoopi Goldberg.
1: The American experiment is the way to go. And if we have two American women, Meghan Markle and Oprah Winfrey, who are single-handedly finishing what George Washington on our revolutionary counterparts did, I'm all for it.
3: Okay. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> so,
0: Erin, uh, how are you reacting to this news? I feel like, you know what I would like to see after this moving forward, no more children of fabulously wealthy politicians taking jobs away from regular people who really could use them. No more yes. Bushes on the Today Show. Thank no you. more Huntsmans on Fox and Friends. No That's more right. McCain's on the View. You guys don't <laughs> need a job. You yeah. have fuck it money. You have yeah. fuck it money for generations. Literally, like go take a job being a docent somewhere yes exactly
2: point to art at any local
0: exactly like be someone who just reads children's books to kids at a library and doesn't get paid for it because you can do that all day you have they can read a bajillion (laughs) a million bajillion dollars i just think we need to stop we need to stop hiring political children for media jobs they're taking jobs away from people who really could use those jobs. They okay. really, truly are. Rant over. Same question for you, Aquila.
2: I mean, I'm just excited for the peace of mind that Whoopi Goldberg may, may have for a little while. You know, she deserves it. She has been absolutely hounded by this crazed woman and her futuristic hairstyles <laughs> that don't always slap. You know, sometimes they're a miss. And I just think that Whoopi at this point, you know, an EGOT winner, deserves peace, should be allowed to weigh in on commercials about, I don't know, gay families or, you know, whether they're gonna, she's going to try these like new foods. You know, like this is the level of discourse I'm looking for in The View. I'm not looking for Megan Kane soapboxing, uh, weirdly, about the Founding Fathers and their intent for <laughs> Meghan Markle and other <laughs> TV show stars to finish what he started. I just don't know. I don't think, I think Whoopi deserves at least a month off too after this. Just like that, we have checked our temps, stay safe, protect Whoopi Goldberg at all costs, and we'll be back after some ads. Let's wrap up with some Headlines. Head-a-lines.
0: Corporate CEOs should make the most of their time they have left with their offshore accounts. You know, look them in the eyes, kiss them, cuddle <laughs> them, because the U.S. is getting support to establish a global minimum corporate tax rate. Officials from 130 countries agreed to a rate of 15% in any country where companies operate. Okay, 15%? That's like a- <laughs> That's
2: nothing. <laughs> That was my discount at forever
0: 21 <laughs> yeah, airbnb like service charge uh mm-hmm. but okay if this is a progress then like let's take progress this mm-hmm. would theoretically cut down on tax avoidance which is estimated to cost governments between 100 and 240 billion dollars each year potential holdouts india and china signed on to the proposal though some countries in europe and africa still object because they don't want to lose out on foreign investments Biden said money from the tax increases would go towards generational investments that would keep America competitive in the global economy. Negotiators hope to firm up the rules of the G20 summit in October and implement them by 2023 if we all have not burned to death by then.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Please, climate change, don't do it. Um, a judge denied Britney Spears' request to remove her father from the financial side of her conservatorship on Wednesday. This came exactly a week after Spears shared heartbreaking testimony about this extremely restrictive legal arrangement. The ruling sparked actions from Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bob Casey, who called on the Department of Justice to establish more federal oversight of the country's guardianship system. They cited Spears' case as an example of the very flawed conservatorship system that subjects many people to unjustified and oppressive legal arrangements. Bessemer Trust, the wealth management firm that was set to take over Britney's estate with her dad, has dropped out of the arrangement as well, citing Britney's testimony against the conservatorship last week.
0: Everything I learn about conservatorships, I'm like, that doesn't seem like it should be okay. Could
2: could be better. uh, Could could be completely overhauled, quite
0: frankly. (laughs) We've got some notes for the whole system on conservatorship. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yikes. We're getting a better view of the group that will decide whether it's good or bad for the president to ask people to do terrorism. Because yesterday, (laughs) House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced that Republican Liz Cheney will serve on the committee to investigate the January 6th riot by a pro-Trump mob. Cheney is one of two House Republicans that voted to establish the committee. Other members of the group Pelosi announced yesterday were its chair. Representative Benny Thompson, and six other Democrats, including former impeachment managers Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin. Big yes. Jamie Raskin fan over here. Mm-hmm. I think he's just great. I think that's a good pick. <laughs> yes. Minority leader Kevin McCarthy can nominate five Republicans to the panel, but it's not known if he'll do it because Kevin McCarthy doesn't really do anything Ever. at all. <laughs> he has reportedly threatened any Republicans who take an offer from Pelosi to join with removal from their other committee assignments, which is a great reminder of the awesome power of bipartisanship. And also it's a great reminder of the fact that Matt Gates, who stands accused of child sex crimes, still mm-hmm. sits on the House Judiciary Committee because apparently Kevin McCarthy doesn't care about that.
2: Yeah, not at all. I mean, whoof. Yikes. Uh, So there's news about the world's most intolerable athletic event, Billionaire Race to Space. Uh, So yesterday, Richard Branson announced he'll take off on a suborbital spaceflight as early as July 11th, allowing him to beat Jeff Bezos, who's set to fly out on July 20th. Branson owns Virgin Galactic and had been scheduled to fly on the company's signature ship after Bezos. Yesterday, he described his switch to an earlier flight as a, quote, incredible, wonderful coincidence, which is an example of the kind of self-delusion that lets you do insanely well in business. Over in Bezos' spaceship from his company Blue Origin, a special passenger was announced yesterday. It was Wally Funk, who trained to go to space in 1961 in an all-woman program that was canceled before launch. Can't imagine why. Uh, Funk is 82, so she'll be the oldest person to go to space. And as a sign of respect, Jeff Bezos needs to wear a helmet that lets her pinch his cheeks through it.
0: Okay, here's here's something. I feel like 82 is borderline too old to go to space. Like, Wally Funk sounds awesome, but 82, I'm, like, concerned about her welfare. I think if you're too old to go to space... You should be considering retiring from the Supreme Court. That's just my take.
2: You know, I think it's a good take. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go on the latest episode of With Friends Like These, host Anna Marie Cox is joined by the creator and host of WNYC's podcast, Death, Sex, and Money, Anna
0: Sale. Together, they discuss the themes in Anna's new book, Let's Talk About Hard Things. Check it out by subscribing to With Friends Like These wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Also, have an amazing holiday weekend. Go on Twitter, find the patriotic ballad we made for the 4th of July. I think you'll like it and play it on a loop at your barbecue. We'll be back in your ears on Wednesday, July 7th.
0: That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, fear the person who replaces Meghan (laughs) McCain, and tell your friends to listen.
2: And if you're into reading and not just stories that say Jeff Bezos is stuck in space and he can't get back like me, what a day is also a nightly <laughs> newsletter. Check it out, subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes.
0: I'm Aaron Ryan and, and have have a a Happy Fourth of, of July. July. Yeah,
2: hope you get something barbecued and you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media.
3: It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis.
2: Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers.
3: Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran, Akila Hughes, and me.
2: Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka.